Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Ira, you're in the right spirit, my man. That's so well done. I got nothing. As soon as we finish this show, I'm racing to where my kids are trick-or-treating. At least you have a pumpkin. I'm the, I'm the pumpkin head. It's not the first time I've been called pumpkin head. <laughs> oh, man. Welcome into the Sunday Smash. Thanks, guys, for joining us. This is, at the outset here, I do want to tell you, it'll probably be an abbreviated version of the Sunday Smash Um uh, the, the neighborhood I live in, not far from where Ira lives in, uh, is going to get crazy here shortly. I already saw kids out and about. So that means that the door will be knocking soon and the dogs will be going nuts, which makes it tough. <laughs> Plus, I got to get out and actually do some trick-or-treating with my youngest. So we do have a mute hammer here if my dogs start barking. I did do the uh, grumpish thing here and turn off all the lights and try to make it as uninviting as possible. Like, no, not for this hour. You guys can come later. We're not coming right now. You can't come on here right now. But uh, you might uh, then you might get egged. I might. uh, My my neighborhood when I was a kid, you might uh, you might have got some retribution, a little trick for that treat. I, I hope not. I mean, it's for good reasons. Um, well, listen, let's welcome everybody in. I think people are probably shaking that one off. That's so tough. Uh, happy Halloween, everybody. Um, Ira, I'm glad you made it back safely. Uh, I'm sure it was an interesting trip. You know, that was a game that Florida State very well could have won. And I would say, you know, I've had some time to think about it. I've watched it again, and uh, I was locked in um, the first go around. I would say rather improbably to some degree, Florida State had a chance to win that game. I didn't really feel like in that moment that they had done enough to, to be in a position to win the game. But there it was. There it was for the taking, thanks to the strip sack uh, touchdown. And, um, and unfortunately, uh, this is not a team that if they get down uh, can really engineer a game, uh, a passing offense. It's just it's something that we've got to get better at. And, um you know, hey, I still think there's been real progress here. I'm not as I'm not as downtrodden today as a lot of people are. Yeah, that's what's interesting about it is um, I'm with you. I mean, I felt like when they when Jermaine Johnson got that sack, and then when they got a three and out, um, I thought, man, I mean, they're, they're going to steal this. And yeah, that's what it felt, it felt like it to me. If Florida State had won the game, they would have stole the game. I mean, I'm, you wouldn't give it back. You'd be no. happy to take it. And and teams have done that to you, so you would you know you certainly uh, wouldn't complain about it. But it wasn't like Florida State was the better team. I didn't think. No. Um, 
and you know, and they 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 made a bunch of individual plays and got some help. Kemp Clemson with the missed kicks that you know gave them a chance to steal it. And then Jermaine Johnson makes a play of a lifetime to, to possibly steal it. Um, and you you know you couldn't come through with it. So I you know to me, um, you know the point you just made about the passing game that was the point you made during the week. The reason you picked Clemson to win the game was because yes, Pitt was able to to beat Clemson. If you could throw the football, I think you can beat Clemson. Um, and you can I make think, you honest. Yeah, you can, but but Florida State couldn't do that. The first touchdown Florida State scored, I mean, really, I mean, it was kind of, I mean, it was a really good drive, but that the Clemson, even when Florida State went with an empty backfield, Clemson was like, screw you, we don't believe you can throw the football. And we're just going to still stack the box, and we're not going to let Jordan Travis run the football. And, and you know, they, they proved to be right. I mean, Florida State couldn't, between the pass protection, the receiver, I mean, it's the same story. It's been the same story all year. The pass protection, the receivers, and this quarterback, Florida State's not going to beat you with the pass if you sell out to stop the run, especially if you can do it the way Clemson did it. Yeah, I feared that that would be the look, and I don't get it right all the time. I got the North Carolina game really wrong, so there's no reason for me to gloat. But that game actually did, Ira, go exactly as I expected it to. In fact, I almost it was almost 24-13. to 13. I almost got the score right. When it was 17-13 late, I was like, man, I don't want to get this right. I do not want to get this right. I thought Clemson was going to go down and score, and the next thing you knew, it would be 24-13. But, you know, listen, they're limited in, in so many ways. And uh, I don't want to put this solely on Jordan Travis, but no. he's, limited, he's very limited too as a passer. And and so, you know, I think that they've reached their ceiling with what they can do in terms of running the offense that they run. And they run it well, but you're going to face a couple of teams on your schedule that can straight up take it away. And Jordan Travis, I thought in order for Florida State to win the game would have to be the MVP. I thought he'd have to run a lot. I thought he'd have to make some plays we haven't really seen him make this year through the through the air. And it really it just it just didn't happen. Um, you look at Florida State's run success. If you look at the advanced metrics, it's pitiful. If you look at just your traditional stats, even there, uh, I know they they factor in uh, sacks, but it's still around 1.9 yards per rush. I mean, they they didn't run the ball effectively against Clemson at all. Um, they had a couple little moments here and there, uh, but uh, I thought the defense deserved a better fate for the most part. Uh, yeah. I, it was not pass interference on Kevin Knowles. It's a bullshit call, but you know that's that happens and that hurts because that kid played it well. Um, but I thought I thought they deserved a better fate when you when you're holding Clemson at home for stretches of uh, three or four series in a row where they go three and out and you keep giving the ball back to your offense to give them a chance. Uh, I would have liked to have seen us uh, reward that. So, uh, but I was encouraged. They, there were no crazy busts. You don't see this team. Uh, this team doesn't look uh, in any way sort of um, lacking in terms of competitive edge or uh, even intelligence. I know there were nine penalties, and uh, that's a little frustrating. But uh, I-, I would say that on the whole, I think they play hard and they continue to play together, and I think they are getting better, period. Yeah, and, uh, you know, on the, on the offense, and I know, you know, again, just judging from some of the responses from people you know, on social media and people texting me and, and, and message boards and stuff was, you know, complaining about the play calling, complaining about not, you know, sticking with the running game. Um, I just felt like, I felt like they didn't think they could run it. And, and, um, and they couldn't, yes, this is kind of, you know, bear that out. Um, And, you know, again, with Jordan, it's not like he, he was terrible throwing the football, but there were some throws that, you know, like the third down throw to Keyshawn. I mean, it's just, if it's, if it's just, if it's catchable, you got a chance. And then there were some other throws that, he looked like he didn't want to make, like he didn't want to, he didn't trust himself or he didn't, um, 
you know, feel like he can make the throw or whatever, or didn't want to take a chance. And, you know, you just, you have to be better than that. You, you have to make those plays when, the, when they're there. Um, so, so, and I'm not putting on Jordan. I'm just saying that the biggest mismatch to me, and I didn't give it enough credit probably going into the game, was Clemson's, Clemson's defensive front and Florida State's offensive line. Uh, you know, I thought, uh, you know, I thought Florida State's offensive line would, would maybe hold their own a little bit better. I think tackles weren't bad, but, you know, up the middle, they really had a tough time. But, but if you look at it, player for player, I mean, Clemson's got studs on that side of the ball. Yeah. And Florida State's got a, an offensive line that they're making work with. And again, this isn't to put any of these guys down individually, but Devontae Love Taylor was at FIU two years ago. Uh, Dylan Gibbons was not playing at Notre Dame and he was banged up. He barely, he didn't practice all last week. And then your other guys are all redshirt freshmen Maurice Smith, Robert Scott, Darius Washington. Those guys have never played in a game like that. And they're going up against dudes who have played in like national championship playoff games. I mean, they're, they're, they've got four or five star dudes across that defensive front, guys who played in huge moments. And I think. Be, because Clemson has not played that well this year, there's this perception that they're not a very good football team. Man, that, that's a tall task for that offensive line against that defensive front. Now you be the play caller that figures it out. Uh, so that, that's why I don't put too much blame on the play calling or Jordan Travis because, you know, that's a huge mismatch to deal with. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with play calling. I, I think at some point you, you're just exacerbated by your limitations. There's not a lot you can call uh, if you're going to lose one-on-one matchups, which I thought they would going into this game. I didn't think they could win their one-on-one matches, especially not up front on the offensive line versus that defensive line. At some point it becomes as simple as this. If you can't block them, you can't win. Um, and I feel like that that was a big part of this. I would also say that I, I – you know, it's, it's, such a, it's such a fine line to, to – on the one hand – if, if Jordan Travis isn't on this team, they don't have the wins they have. Right. You know, if they, they if they don't find that identity and he doesn't play with reckless abandon again like he finally did, once he started playing that way, you could see they were emboldened, infused with confidence. Then they had something they could fall back on. It got them their three wins. And so that's awesome. On the other hand, to get where they want to go, I don't think he can be your quarterback. Now, people may disagree with that. Uh, I'm not saying bench him. He's your best player right now. you got to keep playing him. But I do think that's why when I get into these arguments with Corey, it's, I mean, I'm recruiting over him or I'm finding a transfer that can throw the ball uh, consistently. Now, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's Jordan continues to get better and you bring in Duffy and you, you're able to, uh, you know, put Duffy as a backup in year one as a red shirt. And then by year two, he's ready to go. I don't know. But I do think you're going to always have some limitations in the passing game. Now, if you can start to block it up more consistently with right. the three guys you named, uh, then you have a possibility, A, of progressing in the passing game, and B, adding on to what you're calling. Right now, they're very limited in what they can call. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, I'm here for the journey. I do think the team's improving. I, I, without question, they are. Yeah. Uh, but I also think that there are limitations, real limitations, both because of the offensive line, uh, the lack of real depth of talent at wide receiver, and then Jordan's limitations as a passer. The other, the other thing I was going to say about, you know, the offense, again, that, you know, the penalties coming back are, are not too surprising when you consider, you know, how many of those guys were have never played in that kind of a situation before, in that kind of environment before, and they're getting manhandled up front. So mm -hmm. that's how you get false starts. I yeah. mean, it's not guys just like rocking back because they can't stay in a stance. It's trying to, to get a little bit of an edge because they know that dude coming across is faster than they am and probably stronger than they am. And they're yeah. trying to get to that spot and trying to, so that's what happens. Um, you know, and, and 
you know, now when you get it at wide receiver or something like that, that's a completely different thing. But when you get it on the offensive line or tight end, I mean, a lot of times it's it's that situation. You're you're it's it's like bad snaps from a center. When a center has bad snaps, usually it's because I mean he's got a three hundred twenty pound menace lined up in front of him that he's trying to snap it and get in engaged with, and that affects the snap. So, um, I, you know, I, it's not surprising. But what that did though is that further hurt you know their play calling ability, Jordan Travis's ability, and the and the ability to run the ball when you get those first and 15s and, and again, in that kind of environment. Yeah. I, I, um, you know, it's every year is unto itself. People are bringing up the fact that, uh, Clemson had a lot of guys out. Uh, yeah, th- that defense is still got a ton of guys. And, uh, as I was pointing to mo- most of their other problems are up front on the offensive line. And I thought for, for a good portion of this game, this defensive line for Florida state held up, I do think um, you see the difference in talent on these two rosters. So if I tell you you're going on the road with a three-star roster going against a four-and-a-half, five-star roster, and you've got the lead with three minutes to go in the game, you right. feel pretty good about that. You know, I think you would. Um, so I, I think there's real progress there. Again, they've got to get better players in here, and they've got to continue to develop the ones they do have that we've identified in this little run that can play. Uh, we're no longer worried about whether effort's going to be there. We're no longer worried about whether or not they're together or they believe or they're willing to work hard or defend one another or fight. No, that's that's gone. We were talking about those things for a while. For two, the better part of two, three years, we've been talking about things like that, that, that don't allow you to develop, that don't allow you to become a good football team because you have all this other bullshit that has you know, nothing to do with the play on the field that you're trying to get right. Well, that's that's been righted. Now you just got to get better players in here and continue to develop the few that you've identified. I say more than a few, uh, you know, the handful of guys that you've been able to identify this year that can play and and they're going to be here for you moving forward. Thanks, Khalil. We appreciate the contribution to what we're doing, buddy. We do have to recruit our way out of this. I agree with you. Um, that is it's a point I've been making for a while. I also think this, Ira, coming out of this game, it will be important for Florida State to back this game up with that effort, with more good efforts, including one against NC State and 100%. Miami. You know, they, they have an opportunity here to continue to show growth. Uh, that loss can't beat them twice. You can't let that game beat you twice. You have a chance to win a game against a kind of a banged up NC State team. Uh, Miami has found a way to rebound. They've continued to effort their way out of some of the problems they have uh, with a nice win against Pitt. So you're going to have to show up, trap them up and play ball. But, you, you know, you have two games there that are at home. Uh, Boston College is a mess right now. So, you know, there are, some, there are some winnable games. You could win two, three more games here and feel very good about how this season ended up. Or you could go south off of this loss and feel really frustrated about the way that it happened and turn around and lose a couple more, and all of a sudden you have bad taste in your mouth going into the offseason for sure. Yeah, and going back to Khalil's point, there's been some follow-up comments in the, in the chat about it. Um, you know, I do think that, you know, you can people can say, oh, well, Clemson was out 14 guys or 18 guys, or they've had all these injuries too. That's true, 100% true. Nobody's denying that. But when you look at what Clemson has been assembling in terms of talent over the last 10 years, but certainly the last four or five years of what is applicable right now, they've been one of the top 10 recruiting classes every year for the last five years. Clemson, over the last five, six years, has gone in to Miami and gotten the best player they want there, to Tennessee, the best player they want there, Atlanta, the best player there, you know, they've gone into these states and picked the top one or two players from all these different states. They don't have to rely on their players in, in South Carolina. Florida State has spent the last two or three years turning over a roster and building from scratch. They're nowhere near where they need to be from a, from a talent standpoint. So, yes, those guys had some guys injured. But overall, 
they're replacing them with other four and five stars. Plus, they got some important guys back yesterday. Nobody seems to want to talk about Shipley being back healthy. I know he came back last week. The defensive tackle, uh, Tyler yeah. Davis, uh, just came back last week. Uh, Nagata came back at wide receiver. Justin Ross played like Justin Ross is supposed to play. I mean, he, that's the thing to me, and I, I want to get your thoughts on this one. I talked to you know Tom and Gene yesterday in the postgame. You know, I didn't think Clemson's offense has been bad this year, but mostly because they've had drop passes and DJ has missed easy throws. Yesterday, I thought he made, for the most part, he I, that was the best I've seen him look in terms of throwing the football. He, overall, he didn't look great. But in terms of making some throws, giving guys chances to make plays, he was better than I've seen him in the past. And the receivers didn't have six drops like they normally have. So for whatever reason, they played better. And I think Florida State's defense played really well, all things considered. But I don't know, what was your take on, on that part of it? Yeah, I think DJ is limited too. I, I think something that was going on between his ears, you're right, he wasn't terrible. He was 19 of 31, 189, whatever that was. Um, you know, I thought they limited him um, for the most part. I thought Will Shipley was kind of the best player on the field yesterday. Yes, yes. Um, well, here's he, the thing. don't th- They had the best running back on the field, the best receiver on the field, the best tight end on the field. Oh, by and, far. And, and by far the best defensive line. And, you know, the, they've got Venables coaching against, you know, Kenny Dillingham, and I mean Venables. Not to cut, that's not to shot at Kenny Dillingham, but Venables has been coaching a national championship games for the last decade. It's a different level. Um, yeah, and, they, you know. yeah, they got to get better players in here. I, I thought our linebackers got isolated, which I knew they would. I thought Amari Gainer played great for a good part of this game, first half of the game. He certainly played very well. Yeah, but, but man, you get these you get these linebackers in coverage, Ira. They're in trouble, um, and I thought they got a little worn down. Uh, I would also say that, uh, yeah, like going back, Justin Ross looked like a playmate. You know, it's it's interesting. I, I'm, I'm probably at the point, and I'm more patient than I was a few years ago. I'm, I'm much more patient because I understand the nature of this rebuild, which is sizable. So I don't go into the games expecting miracles. Um, but I will tell you, I, I, I don't know, uh, and this is not a personal attack. This is an assessment of his play. I, I'm about done with Travis J. Um, I, I've had it. I've had it wrong. I thought. I thought eventually the light bulb would come on, and and it's just that when he has an opportunity to make plays, he never does. He never does. And what's frustrating about that, I'm sure, for the coaches, is that he's in position. Right. I mean, he's, it's not like he's trailing by ten yards and that he bites on things and that he's out of position or uses poor technique. But man, he never makes a play on a ball when he has a chance and, and when he's when he's isolated. Um, you know, that you got to make that play if you're that athletic and that long. I get it. You're going against a tight end. That's a big boy. And he pushed off as he should have. Uh, they were letting him play a little bit over there in that corner. But, man, Travis, you got to make a play. And he yeah. just – you haven't seen it. So It's it's, it's I, really weird. Like you said, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, and, and, and I don't think – I mean, it's not you were wrong. I mean, we all expect him to be that guy. In fact, I mean, I've heard of, you know, coaches of other – programs and former coaches who've been out there and seen uh, FSU practice. And they're like, that, that's an NFL player. There's no yeah. doubt in your mind. Yeah. And it, it is, it is, it's just, I don't, I don't want to say it's not competing, but I, you know, he's a guy who in high school dominated everybody he went against. He played both sides of the ball. He played defense and offense, wherever he was, he dominated the other, the other players. It's almost like he hasn't adjusted to the fact that those guys on the other side are, are dominant players too. Right. Right. And he, and he's not raising to that level. Uh, I don't know what it is, but you're right. But well, you're not the only one though. I mean, he didn't play after that. I don't think. 
Well, um, I'm just I'm tired of seeing him be yeah. in position. You know, you're a great reward for a corner if you if you work hard and you do things right, and you play with the right technique and leverage, and you're in a position when the ball goes in the air. Your great reward is that you get to make a play on the ball. You get to you get to do something for yourself. You know, you get to. Yeah. That's the hardest thing. And then then you find yourself in position, and he just never makes the play. And the, and one of the things that I would say about that is is maybe he will someday. I don't know, but I, they don't have enough weapons at wide receiver. I would love to see him flip to that side of the ball. We've thought about it for weeks. I think he could. Um, I, I, you know, again, I actually, it's funny, man, because before the game, we were watching warmups and I said to Corey, I actually said to Corey before the game, man, if it doesn't click soon for, for Travis Jay, they've tried him at corner, they've tried him at safety. They've, yeah. I mean, they, they, then maybe, you know, you look at wide receiver and Corey was like, yeah, either that or put on some weight and make him a rush end, but, you know, <laughs> figure out something to do with him. And then yeah. like two, you know, however many minutes into the game that play happens and um, yeah, yeah I would, I would move him to wide receiver. I'd let him throw, I'd let him go out there and see what he could do at the position where we need some playmakers. Uh, I will say a couple of receivers. It was nice to see some receivers, not running backs, make catches. It was good. I mean, that happened yesterday. Uh, there were some moments, not a lot, not a lot. Jordan Wilson also had some big catches. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Wilson. That's a good point. You know, I've yeah. been riding him all year long and Jordan right. Wilson actually made some plays, but it was nice to see, uh, you know, Darian Williamson, and 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 obviously he had a, the three catches from uh, Wilson that you just mentioned. Keyshawn Helton, three catches. Uh, they missed him. He 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 got open on two yeah. big plays, and those are two throws that boy. That unfortunately, Jordan and, missed one of them. One of them's the first down, and he just throws it behind him back to his left. And the other one's a big play, and maybe you're going to go in and score. Yeah, and then uh, Pokey on the sideline. Pokey made a great effort, just couldn't yeah. get his foot down. Uh, you know that that ball could have been thrown a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I mean, to, to the big, from the big picture standpoint, it's complicated because you're, what you're saying is hundred percent true without Jordan Travis and his running ability, you know, they don't beat North Carolina They're, I mean, you know, they may not have any wins. Um, mm-hmm. and so it's, that's, that is what they are. But then when you get in these situations, it, it's mag the, you know, not being able to put the ball where it needs to be is magnified, especially when, you know, people have seen other teams have success. I, that's the thing, I guess the when we were looking at the matchups before the game, you know, and Austin does the matchup preview for our site and you're looking at edge and each, you know, passing game versus pass defense and all that, yeah. you know, well, but, but in this game, I thought there were a couple of matchups that Florida state would have the edge in. I actually, I thought, um, you know, I thought they'd be able to throw the, I mean, I thought Clemson's pass defense is not, not great. I mean, Pitt's shown that there's some other teams have moved the ball and then through the air. Um, but they just couldn't, they couldn't, I mean, they did. I mean, Jordan threw for 180-something yards or something like that. I mean, they had some success throwing the football, but a lot of it was, um, you know, I, it was like the skin of your teeth. I mean, like, uh, you know, it it wasn't like the offense – it wasn't like the passing game was humming. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was like, man, that was a, just a, you know, he barely avoids getting sacked and makes a yeah. throw. Yeah. Um, I like this play call here on the screen. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, look, uh, this is just this math. All you got to do is you've got this blocked up. You just got to yeah. make a play, and they do. That was a good play call down there. You see a lot of teams do that in the NFL these days too, by the way. Um, thought that was nice. And now we're going to get this little wheel here. Yeah, that was pretty. This is a play of the year, um, partly because of what happens right here, obviously. Um, that was remarkable. Did you Could you tell from the uh, press box, Ira, that, that he was still up? I, I didn't. In fact, when he started getting tackled, I started tweeting that – and then I heard like the like a noise from the crowd. And I look up and he's still running. I'm like, wait a minute. And then 
and I didn't realize how close he was. The, I mean, the, the, the that part of you've seen that before, but how he doesn't go out of bounds there is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the little hop. And, and, hey, really, on a day where it's very easy, rightfully, watch this official. Watch this official. Uh, he nails this. Watch him. He's looking right at – look at him. Look at him right. right there. Watch it. He's like, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Look at, his, look at his head. How he doesn't go out of bounds. That there. is the best officiating job we've seen because these guys suck they, balls. They uh, were they were bad. Tom, can you run that play one more time? I want to see one thing. It's yeah. So he's beaten. I love how your boy knows it right off the bat. Now watch, watch this official. He's got it. He's got I got you. I, I'm watching. Yep, you're up. Oh, oh, yeah. Come on, let's go, boy. Let's go. <laughs> Tom, can you rewind it to when he's at the 10 yard line? Like the 10 yard line, just for just humor me here for real quick. Right there. Look at those yellow pants. Oh, those are great. Aslan yellow pants. Oh, my God. My man with the yellow pants. Because <laughs> I knew he he told me where he was. Because he he was because He's of where right he was. He's right on it. Yeah, but he couldn't see. Um, he couldn't see him come out of the tackle because there were people standing in his way. Right. And right. then all of a sudden he looks up and yeah, he was taking pictures for us. So he uh, he was uh, down there on the sideline. I'm side just telling you, that's that, – Look at that official's head yeah, down on yeah. his feet. Like, he's nailing it. That's the best was, job that he's ever done. Was was he also the guy that threw the P.I.? Oh, God, probably. Uh, I would also say, man, can we stop with the bullshit in both professional and, and uh, college football? Like, a kid can't do this? He can't do that. Uh, you know, throw that flag. Come on, man. So you're, so you're allowed to spike a football. Well, not in college. Okay. In college. So, so. – so you just throw the ball in the air. That is somehow yeah. what is that unsportsmanlike? What's funny is, or not funny, uh, not funny at all. But Aslan also being down there on the field, he said when Jermaine realized it um, that the flag was on him and it, that it was going to impact the, he said he was like despondent. He said he 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 like you, he said you could see it in his face how sad and upset he was that he. He didn't think he did anything wrong, probably, but but just to know that he would put himself the defensive. Anything wrong? It's a nonsense rule. But, but also the, the idea that, but also the idea that he might have done anything that put mm-hmm. the, team, the you know the team in a bad situation. I mean, no, I love cool. that kid. Yeah. There's nothing we we hit a home run in the transfer portal in a way that I mean, very few teams can claim that they did. I mean, they got a guy who plays that hard, that well, that dominant, and cares that much in his only season that he's going to be here. It's right. crazy. You know, I remember. I bring this up all the time, not only talking to him before the season, but asking uh, Mike Norvell uh, about how that conversation, um, how that conversation went and why he, you know, obviously they, they wanted it. They needed a defensive end. They needed somebody of his talent, his stature to come in here. But he said, well, just talking to him, I could tell right away he'd be one of those guys I could lean into and ask him to change, help change our culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, you know, when I when the first time I ever talked to him about coming to Florida State and getting the opportunity you know, obviously, you know, I, I was smitten with his abilities, but t- once I spoke to him, I realized, oh, I got a guy, I got a dude, I got a guy that's going to help change what we are and how we want to play is the way he thinks and how he prepares. Man, if if they if we could be so lucky to every transfer portal player could be like that, it's 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 not, but I mean, yeah, Florida State fans. Tom and I have talked about this a lot on the Jeff Cameron show this year. Like, I think that Jermaine Johnson, in a weird way, once this thing gets going, he would be welcomed back in the same way that a three-year starter would. Like, oh, if he came sure. back to campus, people would be like, that That guy helped change what we're about. Yeah, you know? no, yeah, no doubt, 100%. And people uh, yeah, complaining about the officiating. Yeah, I, the frustrating thing to me about the pass interference was 
Well, a lot of it, but you know, it, it wasn't like it was, um, I mean, it was a bang, bang play. I mean, it, and you could, I guess you could call it, I mean, if you, you know, I don't know, man, I, it's just, to me, it seemed very much of a bailout home team call. Oh yeah. It was, it was bad. Just, call. It was no, no, that, see the, the problem he has and it stinks, but his head's not turned. And so therefore he thinks that he is on the player, right? Like, the player's person. But you're but, allowed to face guard in college football. You are right. But, but officials, this is something Herb Street's right about, even though I yell every time he says it because you're allowed to face guard. But he, he does say it all the time. He says it all the time, but he's not wrong about this aspect. You're more apt to get the call against you. If you don't turn your head, even though the rule in college is that you don't have to, it's just, he's right about that. We, officials prove it all the time. Um, so it's frustrating. Hey, so there's something here, special teams. Yeah. It starts from the beginning. Uh, now, it's not Papuchas's fault that we kicked the opening kickoff out of bounds, but uh, it's pretty goddamn stupid. And then secondarily, you miss the extra point right off the bat, and that's a low kick. I, right off the bat, I'm thinking, oh, this is what we're going to do. The very thing that you can't – all the hidden yards, all the little things you have to get right in this game, and we're going to start by whiffing in special teams, and then we just continue to be bad in special teams all day long, and it's just – Yeah, the, the the punt returns, and, and Corey ran it about last night on the post game, the wrap, but, um, you know, it starts from the beginning. I mean, Treshawn yeah. just – I don't I don't know. I mean, I, on the one hand – I guess you give them credit for trying different guys, but on the other hand, Treshawn Ward's hasn't Treshawn Ward probably hasn't returned a punt in a real football game in three years. I mean, he 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 hasn't been that guy for Florida State. He he didn't even play last year. He probably hasn't done it since high school. And then you know, on that stage, man, he he looked like he wanted no part of 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 messing up. Right, right. You, you know? can't be scared. And, right, and that's man. You just can't let that many balls just bounce and roll twenty five yards. And it, we do it all the time. It's yeah, just no, you're right. It's it's all the time. Yeah, the special teams has been a disaster, and it's really uh, the number one damning thing on the season. If you're going to attack Mike Norvell, I think you would start there because he's the one who has said repeatedly that special teams would best represent the way they play the game and how and how important it is to him. Uh, because that's where your character is built, and that shows the soul of who you are, and all this stuff. And I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but you know, you get the drift. Yeah, yeah. He basically said, "It's the guts." Well, they're terrible on special teams, and I know that's got to eat him up. I'm sure he's more than slightly pissed because he knows he said that, and I think he actually believes it. So, if he does legitimately believe those things, and then he goes out and watches that every Saturday. He's got to be beside himself. I don't think those are comfortable conversations that he's having with Coach Papuchas right now. Uh, I will say the defensive ends continue to play well, so Papuchas gets some credit for that, certainly. But uh, special teams, sweet Jesus, man, uh, that is not going to get it done. And that you know the extra point ends up becoming a huge deal because yes. at the end of the game, instead of a field yeah, goal, exactly. Yeah. You know, you'd be you know now you wouldn't have to do the, the complete nonsense that they did at the end. Let me ask you one question: People on immediately after the game on social media. And I know people, the people who jump on social media and the message boards, God bless you all. But mm -hmm. you know, usually those are the people who are going to be the most quick to. Oh, they want to fire everybody. Yeah. yeah. But if the last drive hadn't been what it was, would everything have been quite as visceral? Like, do you think just that nonsense of the last, I mean, the hail Mary with like 15 seconds left and then, 
that last play, the abomination well, the that it was. Whatever it is. I mean, but, but I know, but but don't you think that that kind of the embarrassment of that is what set more people off? Well, because, I'm sure. I think I think uh, to put it bluntly, a lot of people lost a bunch of money. Right. Uh, yeah. On that play. Yeah. And I'm not even kidding about that. I had a yeah. guy screaming at me on Twitter as if I ran that fucking play. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing, dude? Uh, <laughs> he's still furious, you know? And and then I got to the core of it. I realized he lost a bunch of money. It's crazy. I mean, bad beats happen. And when they happen to you, it doesn't feel good, but that's the nature of gambling. Don't be, a, you know, if you're not a big boy and you can't handle it, then don't do it. But the other thing I would say about that is uh, I don't care about the last play. I care that when we have to pass and the other team knows we have to pass, we cannot. And so the second that they gave up the lead late and it became obvious you were going to have to throw the ball repeatedly to get anywhere in position to, to try to make a run at the end zone, to make a play at the end zone, I thought, well, we're dead here. We're dead. Tim Clemson's going to tee off, and it, that's what it looked like. It looked like a, a team that doesn't have um, an option. People would say, well, why can't we draw up this, this, and this? Man, listen. When they know that Florida State has to throw, it's a it's a little bit like even on first down when you're that when you're down to that number on the clock, throw away the downs. They know you're throwing, so they're just pinning their ears, and they're saying we're going to whoop your guys up front. Jordan, good luck. See if you can you know. And he's trying to buy time. He's trying to do anything he can, but it's not really a scripted sort of play. I mean, you, you know, obviously have complimentary routes, but when you got to go as far as they had to go, and you can't block it up, you're dead. You're dead, and that's what it looks like. It looks but- like a team. And it can't really make plays. But isn't it fair to say that Clemson's uniquely positioned to put Florida State in that situation? Like, I oh, don't know yeah. other yeah. teams in most games Florida State plays, the way they've run the ball this season, you can get by with what Jordan can do offensively, especially because you get his running game. Now you can set up easy opportunities for him to throw the football, and you can have the offense you saw against North Carolina. Um, Clemson's uniquely positioned that people have said to, you know, have three down linemen. Sometimes they brought extra guys. Sometimes they didn't bring extra guys. Yeah. And they just didn't get in your backfield. Yeah. And so now, now, yeah. you, you know, you can't, you don't have the precision passing game. So you'd like to think that maybe against NC state, you can play the way you've been playing maybe against Miami. Maybe Miami's defense defense is not very good. Maybe no. against Boston college, their defense is not very good. And we'll see about Florida They're They may, they may be cratering right now. So, my point is, like, as bad as it looked offensively yesterday, especially when they had to pass, you know, that's uh, we may we may see a different proposition in these last four games. I'd say that Florida State dropping back to pass when it became so. Eh, there we go. Oh. There he is, Steve's like Rise up. Happy You're Halloween. No, but when it became evident that Florida State had to pass, we looked a lot like Florida did on first down in the first quarter against Georgia, which was totally screwed from the second it started. I think, I think, I think, I think Steve's calling for the prize picks. Yes. Yeah, Steve. <laughs> Steve is making the call. What do you think, Tom? Uh, let's throw up those prize picks. Uh, look, at it, look at that. Hey, let me, let me do this. Go ahead. Tell the folks about the, the prize picks, Ira, and I'll let the dog out. Then I'll let everybody know what they're doing. Yeah, man. So we've been doing the Sunday Smash now this season. This is a new show. We started this season since Jeff uh, came on board. Jeff and Tom came on board with com. Sunday Smash is this uh, show that we've started this year, and we've all already got a sponsor, thanks to uh, Tom Lang and his fine work. And uh, it's prizepicks.com is the website, and it's a fantasy site. And they do a great job of setting up uh, ways for you to uh, find some entertainment, and uh, test your wits, and uh, they set up a lot of different um, uh, fantasy uh, propositions for you. And, and Tom's been doing a great job with them on the site. 
If you look at uh, Warchant.com on Fridays, uh, Tom always has his uh, for sporting knolls. He comes up with his uh, the propositions he likes. They come up with a lot of different options, uh, and every week you can pick between two to five players, and uh, and you're you're just going against the numbers that they put out. You're testing your. Um, well, let's hey Ira. Oh, let's. Let, yeah. let, let's do it. let's do it. Let's do Good one night. right now. Uh, Tom, go ahead and put up. We, we're coming up on Sunday night football tonight, right? So why don't we why don't we do this? You got Sunday and Monday night football right there. Um, so tonight's game, Dallas and Minnesota. So for folks at home looking at that, um, if you're if you're looking at entries, uh, what do you think? Dak Prescott? Well, he may not even play the game. By the way, I do know that if a player doesn't play, then it's a it's non. It's uh, the game doesn't count. Um, but uh, if 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 I were going to guess and he were healthy, if he were healthy, I'd say over 300 yards uh, or 295.5. Kirk Cousins, I'd say under, um, given Dallas's past defense this year, uh, in all likelihood. But that's the point. It, whatever you would choose, you could do. You could take two and uh, and you look at rush yards. And Tom is flipping through there now. You kind of look Dalvin. at We got Dalvin in there at 18.5. Yeah, there we go, Dalvin. Um, well, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go over with Dalvin if he's healthy. And, uh, you know, so this is kind of fun stuff. And Ezekiel, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go over barely as well. Um, but you can see, look at all these numbers as Tom's pointing them out. You can go, you don't have to pick the winner or you don't have to pick a player, just a singular stat here. You got receptions, pass touchdowns, touchdowns, rush touchdowns, receiving touchdowns, pass completions. Look at all the options. I see Amari Cooper and uh, Adam Thielen there, who I have on my fantasy team, who's been great this year. So the options are boundless, and I'm looking forward to getting started. I've not done this yet. I'm, I've just now learned about it as they've come on board to help sponsor the Sunday Smash. Ira, I know you were telling the folks that, and that's awesome. We want to thank them for doing that. You guys know me as a sporting guy so i'm going to utilize this service and have a great time with it i'm going to learn more about it actually i'm scheduled to learn more about it from the people uh here with prize picks uh tomorrow tomorrow i have a, a scheduled um, meeting with them so i'm looking forward to this yeah we're actually going to make uh some 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 uh some of our selections uh put in some entries uh mm -hmm. going forward uh during the show and and uh probably Probably kind of at the end of the show, usually leading into the Sunday night game, uh, we'll we'll make some of our choices, and and then you know people can can laud our uh, expertise or laugh at us uh, the following week based on yeah, how we did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this this was um, a below average weekend for yours truly. Did we just we get a touchdown there for the Bucks? I think we did. Oh, well, come back. Has there has there been any word on Jameis? I mean, I know it didn't look uh, good. Some some folks on the chat earlier said uh, they were worried that it was, he was gone for the year. Oh, man. Um, I hope that's not accurate, but I have not, I've had it on mute back there. The bucks are now trailing 23 to 21, assuming this extra point goes through and it does. So this is a big comeback. The bucks were getting killed 23 to seven, um, two touchdown drives from Tom Brady. This one to Evans has made it a two point game. Um, I don't know. I, I, that didn't look good. Did it? And I know this, he's as tough as nails, uh, so if he could have moved right. at all and, you know, he got up and tried to walk and then went straight down. I, I mean, thought, of all of, you know, especially of all games, you know, he was oh, playing. Right. and he yeah. was playing well. I mean, I thought he, he was playing well. well. He was playing well. And when he went down like that and couldn't get back up, I mean, I've seen that guy play through everything. He had a high ankle sprain in his final year at, at, in Tallahassee. That was unreal that he played through. He had a really bad shoulder injury in his penultimate year in Tampa where he couldn't even barely raise his arm and he still played. He plays a lot of time through injury when he shouldn't. So when he couldn't get up there and walk off the field, 
The only thing I thought of is, well, that's got to be broken. But I don't know. what is. The, do we know what the injury is? No, I don't know. I mean, I just think it, it looked like it got – I mean, it just got bent back. Um, it, yeah, it just didn't look good. But Yeah, yeah. That's uh, – yeah, it stinks. stinks. Um, well, listen, I, uh, I know that most of you are uh, probably going to do something here for uh, – Halloween. I'm about to do the same. I think Ira. Yep. I don't know if you're. You, you, are you going to do some something? Are you going to hide out? What are you going to do? We actually, we uh, we actually have a uh, little little fire set up, fire pit up set up set up in the uh, the front yard. Yeah, We're just going to kind of hang out and uh, give the candy to the kitties. Might uh, and uh, you know socialize with the neighbors a little bit. It's nice. I'm looking forward to it. It's a beautiful evening for it. Everybody have fun. Sorry we did a short version tonight. We did want to check in with you. We've got great coverage all week long on Warchant.com and on the Jeff Cameron Show. And you can listen to, obviously, Wake Up Warchant tomorrow morning. And and listen, this is an interesting time for Florida State. I think this is a very important game, Ira. I'll just tease this early on. I think this is a very important game coming up for Florida State on Saturday. And I am interested to see how well they do. Um, I, I... let's let's I think they're going to continue to just be you know locked in fight and and they have some things they have to overcome because they're not good enough in a lot of ways but we're not having to worry about uh the, the effort stuff anymore so let's see if yeah. they bounce back NC State's gettable yeah and uh Miss Webb Silver Chief just posted there in the chat if Tom wants to put that up there that's what, something I heard a lot from a lot of people including Aslan old yellow pants who's on the sideline yeah that, they're fighting that the 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 way the especially like that last series when they went back out there after the after Jermaine Johnson got the score, they they stuff them on the two running plays, then they get the the sack on third down. The way the defense, the whole team, I mean, you know, the passion is where it needs to be, and that's yes. you know, and that you some people are gonna say, oh, that's the baseline, it's moral victory, blah blah. blah. No man, that hasn't been here in a while. So that, so that is there. Now you get better players, you can kind of keep taking the next step. So. Yeah, man, I'm not discouraged. I hate to lose. I hate to lose. And I hate it for them because they really they, – they, it would have been a big win for them, would have been important. Uh, I like this team. I like these kids. Uh, in a weird way, you had a lot of new names out there making plays, Iro. We didn't even talk about that. On defense, you had three or four guys that we haven't heard all right. year long out there making plays. So now you got more guys coming into the fold. Thanks, Eric, as always. Love it. Thanks for yeah. your contributions and your help and your support. Um, yeah, man, I – I don't know. I, I Some people Thanks, probably don't want to hear this, but in some weird way, I'm even more bullish right now on Fuller. I don't think it's his fault right now. I don't think they're, I don't think they're declining. I don't think they're getting worse. Mm-hmm. I think they're getting better. And I think, you know, and, but to your point, this week is huge. If you go out Very there and play well, against, if you go play well against NC State, then you look back at this game a totally different way than if you go out there and don't play well and lose it home. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, this is huge, Ira. You're right. Yeah. I don't think we can overstate it. It's really important. Uh, Bucks just for- forced a three and out. This momentum has shifted dramatically. Um, so, oh. good. Oh, what a shame for the Saints. Uh, uh, I'm <laughs> shifting it out to the front yard. If you uh, want to come by, we've got plenty of candy. We'll be I may, there. buddy. I got to go drive to Southwood. My oldest son is with his – uh, eighth grade friends doing something out there. My other son's in a different neighborhood. I'm just trying to be the responsible dad, doing some work and going to pick up the family where they are. So we'll see. All right. All right. Happy Halloween, everybody. Be well. Go Knowles. We'll talk to you again next time. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate your work, buddy. Thanks, be Tom. Good. Happy Halloween, everybody.